Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, what a silly start to AEW Dynamite. Also, hello, my friends. My name is Simon Miller, and welcome to Ups and Downs for AEW Dynamite. What a wonderful time to be alive. And look, for people asking, yes, Retro Ups and Downs does return this week. It shall be going live on Friday. Make sure you give it a click. But until then, let us up us those downers. So yeah, our first match was John Moxley versus Ishii, which meant they had a really light-hearted Tappy tap match. <laughs> no, they didn't. They killed each other. Now, I suppose the only slightly disappointing twist is that before Brian Danielson broke his arm at Forbidden Door, I do believe it was meant to be Ishii versus Brian Danielson, which is like Forbidden Door 3, which doesn't make any sense. But look, if you can then put John Moxley in the match, this is like going to a restaurant and being told, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any pizza, but here's some cheese on toast. Fine. They also looked at each other for a bit when Ishii just murked John Moxley with a shoulder tackle when Mox went up to him and went, ah, and started to bite him. So I don't think that's very normal. Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah had come out with their BCC buddy too. As soon as they were going to interfere, all of a sudden Eddie Kingston's music hit, everybody went crazy, and he came down to the ring going, you guys better back off, I am sick of it. And right away, we're going to bring back the does Eddie Kingston know that wrestling is a work? machine, whatever you want to call it, and we ask it the question, and of course, it says no, because nobody makes professional wrestling feel more real than Mr. Kingston. I was watching it going, I actually think he's upset. She then started no-selling everything, because he does have that power prop, when he decided to flip off John Moxley, and man, this really made me laugh, because his thought process was, well, I've almost destroyed this guy, why don't I swear him to? Mox then locked in the choke because he did feel offended and he hit the paradigm shift. But because we were in WrestleMania mode, the ref went one, the ref went two, he kicked out. Then she hit the lariat and John Moxley kicked out two. This is what I was doing. It's called the dancer joy. Basically, Mox just decided, well, I'm going to stomp your head into the mat. That probably absolutely killed him. He hit the death rider one, two, three. And I put my hands on my hips like this and I went, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Because for some reason, I decided to reference the movie Babe. Kingston was also clapping John Moxley after this, although he did kind of like shoulder barge him as he went to the back. Because Ed was all like, see, you did it by yourself. You could do it. And there's more to this story throughout the evening. We are planting the seeds. I'm kind of intrigued to see where it is going to go. Very good start. Up. And look, there's also this thing on the internet. When Ishii and Moxie did kind of plough into each other and they just sort of crumpled over and everybody on social media is going, oh, well, that looked really silly. Okay, here's what we're going to do. 
We're going to put you in the ring with the Shi'i and you're going to run at each other and let's see what happens. And when I hear you've gone to the local medical facility, I will not be surprised. Renee Paquette was here next. And she did some magic. Because she was chatting about the fact that Maxwell Jacob Friedman and Adam Cole were going to have to be a tag team. And all of a sudden, they both turned up. <laughs> How did she do it? MGF was excellent right away too, because he arrived in a limo and just popped up and went, Hey, pal. And it was also like, I tell you, Adam, great move at the pay-per-view. You pretended you were sick to get out of your match. Why didn't I think of that? He also decided they should go for a night out on the town so they can bond and try and win this blind tag team tournament. And I was like, oh my gosh, if we're about to do a bunch of skits where they kind of become friends, but also hate each other, well, just sign me up right now. Because if you haven't been paying attention, MGF is really good. Adam Cole is really good. You can already feel the chemistry. So I am giving it a preemptive up. That's right. This is how excited I am. And check the t-shirt. They may actually do some goofy wrestling for life. Talking to merchandise as well, this is when MGF threw a t-shirt at Adam Cole and it just said, better than you, baby. So that's right. He's now trying to sell them to everyone. Color me excited. After the commercial, Renea then teleported somewhere in the back to find her husband, John Moxley. She was just yelling at him like, why are you so damn difficult all the time? You need to calm down. It was another chance for Kingston to storm in too and be like, why are you hanging out with Claudio Castagnoli? I hate this guy. And it was so funny because John was like, I don't care about some BS from Shakara 10 years ago, which is where this started. And Eddie Kingston just replied saying, well, I do. I appreciate the effort. Renee then told Eddie that she needs to fix this as everybody stormed off. So yeah, I'm really enjoying what we are doing here. And once again, there's a big announcement later. So we'll get to it later. We then got this awesome video reminding you that at Forbidden Door 2, maybe you just saw one of the best matches ever, when Kenny Omega did take on Will Ospreay. And I've watched it twice now. And oh my gosh, just give it 72 stars and be done with it. When we also learned that Britt Baker wasn't going to be on the show. She's meant to be taking on Ruby Soho because she's sick. And this does make sense because Adam Cole was sick. Wherever they went is probably where they got sick together. So let's just hope she's better soon. Before all that, though, we got madness, utter madness. There was Orange Cassidy, Vikingo and Keith Lee taking on Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. And they must have gotten together and said... Should we just have fun? They did have fun, so I had fun. There it is. The secret surprise word in professional wrestling, F-U-N. That's the entire point. The King Going Garcia started, and the Viking was going around about 700 miles per hour, where he did throw Dan at the ring. This is when Matt Menard and Angelo Parco got in there to try and help their friend. Then Angelo was doing his hair with his brand new comb that Chris Jericho had bought him. So Orange went up to him, and he took it, and he put it in his pocket. I just crossed my arms and I thought to myself, yep, I am happy. Menard then used his hard nipples to smash the Kingo in the back. And this is when Garcia took over. When the Jericho Appreciation Society went up to Keith Lee and they were like, uh, you're on the outside, Keith. You suck. And he did get the hot tag and he absolutely destroyed them. Keith has also got rid of his cape and shaved off his beard. So I was a little bit sad because I liked superhero Keith Lee. And at one point... He was like in the all fourth position. So Daniel Garcia got on his back and started doing that dance. So that is it. I don't care what you say. This man totally gets it. 
and I think we should push him to the moon. The Kingo then hit this crazy moonsault to the outside when Garcia had the Dragon Slayer locked on Orange Cassidy when the tag klaxon went off. Huh? Although that's not technically true because the tag klaxon was basically going off the entire time in this match. I mean, it was just go, 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 go. It did end when Lee grabbed Daddy Magic and gave him the Big Bang Catastrophe or whatever the hell we're calling it now for the one, two, three. And I have more stuff to say about Keith Lee in just a little bit, but I do think we could be doing more with him. That aside, this was just so damn entertaining. I mean, I've no idea where it came from, and I've no idea where it will go. Somebody has called Cotton Eye Joe up. And I was a big fan of the next segment too. The Young Bucks and Hangman and Page were in the back talking about Forbidden Door when they said, we are going to offer an open challenge when in walked the Dark Order. Huh. And this was good because they should be mad, and they were mad, because they were like, oh, there he is, the cowboy, our former friend. Do you remember when you just ran off with the elite, and you totally forgot about us? Well, we're super pissed now, so we'll take you one on this daft challenge. The cowboy tried to explain, oh, I had to do it because of this and that, and they were like, we do not care, and I really hope we do do something with this, especially because we are going to get that match in about five minutes. Once again, we did a little bit of a tease. Then had another video showing us all the highlights of Akada versus Danielson. And I cannot believe that some people online going, it's a disappointment. Brian Danielson fought half of this with a broken arm. I can barely get out of bed in the morning. And here is the American Dragon putting on classics, even though he had one less limb. You should go watch this again too, it's flubbing great. Renee was then earning her paycheck because she was in the back with Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. And Basie was like, oh, hi, Chris. I hear you're going to be the pain maker later. He said this is true and he's going to make Sting's life a living nightmare later because the pain maker is a nightmare. My only problem with things like the pain maker is much like Finn Balor's demon. I think if you are going to transform, you need to build up to it a little bit. Otherwise, it kind of just feels like you put makeup on your face. But it is professional wrestling. It does tie into a very good main event. So when I search my feelings like a Jedi, I have decided I don't really care. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When that's right, we got that six-man tag. So it was the Elite versus the Dark Order with Nick Jackson and Alex Reynolds starting off with some wrestling, if you can believe it. 
when we got into the story. And while the cowboy did get in there, essentially throughout the entire match, he was like, I don't want to fight you. Why can't we all be friends? And I tell you, nobody plays anxious and a little bit worried better than Adam Page. He has it written all over his face. He's very good at it. Silver did rough him up a bit, so the hangman did fight back until he did tag out. And essentially what happened here is that we kept going toing and froing and left, right, up and down, obviously. When eventually the Young Bucks were like, we're in a match, damn it. You need to start fighting back. And when Hangman did, do you know what this crowd did? They booed. Now, this could be because we were in Evil Uno's hometown, but that doesn't matter. It just makes all of this so much more damn interesting. Hangman's struggle still kind of cost them, though, because Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds did hit their Mortal Kombat combo, but eventually you knew what was going to happen here. Silver did get hit with the BTE trigger when the cowboy was like, all right, I've got to do it, and he slammed him with the buckshot lariat for the one, two, three. But here is the thing. Right after this, the Blackpool Combat Club arrived. They started trying to kill these guys because they are crazy. And what did the Dark Order do? They walked away and they left. So now I think we should turn them into mega heels because they can be like true with their feelings because they were screwed over. But because they kind of turn into assholes, we can hate them. It always works in wrestling. The Castro and Tom Gallus were out here as well when the damn screwdriver was introduced. We were just stabbing people. And by the time Eddie Kingston came down there to try and help out, Claudio and Wheeler kind of trapped him under a chair. They were essentially murking it. And we kind of played this like Moxie was trying to stop them, but not really. When Jonathan did get a microphone and was like, look, we need to end all of this and somebody needs to die, which is why next month we're doing dun dun dun. He didn't go dun 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 blood and guts. So given what these guys have done already, I swear somebody is actually going to die and I'm a little bit scared, but this is the perfect way to pay all of this off. And now you have to ask yourself, well, does the Dark Order get involved? Maybe, potentially, I don't know. I don't write the show, but I am giving it an update. They had a quick video giving us an update of the Owen Hart Cup tournament when we saw Adam Cole and Roderick Strong having a chat. He was trying to tell Adam that you can't trust MJF when Max walked in. Just went, oh, hi, Adam. Hello, generic white guy. I don't care what anybody says. He is one of the best wrestlers doing it right now. They then did leave to go and try and have this bonding session. And again, read the t-shirt. That's why I'm wearing it. It doesn't matter if you're a main eventer or an opening wrestler. Everybody can do goofy wrestling. It's for life, don't you know? And I was very intrigued about the following as well. Because here came Jungly Boy. Now, because Jack Perry did go all bad guy at the pay-per-view, he is now wearing sunglasses. I do admit sometimes when wrestlers turn heel and they just have a complete 180, it is a little bit jarring. I swear that Naomi did this in WWE once. She turned heel and then seven days later she had different music and she had a mean look on her face. But I still think that there's something here. Because he told the production people to turn off his music because the fans have ruined that song for him. And then dropped the line that everybody will talk about. He thinks these Canadians are idiots, but he's super young. He is still cashing these massive checks and he's banging the hottest bitch in AEW. I was like, yep, there it is. And of course he is dating Anna Jay. His big question too was whether he turned on the people or the people turned on him. And while that is very wrestling promo 97.9, there it is, I'm just reading it right now. It actually does make sense. Did you see Rampage last week? Everybody booed Jack Perry. So I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, here I am, just trying to make a damn living, and you keep jeering, I'm going bad. Jack also feels like he's given it all to AEW, and yet there's this second generation wrestler running around with a belt that's not even recognized by the company, and he thinks he's a flubbing idiot. 
And yes, he was talking about Hook. Perry was also the one that made their tag team popular to begin with, which is not true, by the way. It's because they both had wonderful, wonderful hair. And because he knows how much the FTW title means to Hook and Taz and the entire family, he now wants it. Good. This is when Hook appeared, as I suppose insulting the belts is one step too far, even though it is an inanimate object. <laughs> I tell you, Jack Perry left it so quick. He got to the backstage area and he quite literally <laughs> jumped into an awaiting car head first. <laughs> that was hilarious. He drove off and Hook was so mad, he threw Bertie the bin on the floor. And I was like, do you understand that Bertie the Bin just wants to take your rubbish? That was unnecessary. Now, I very much like the direction of this promo. Like I say, I do think there is something here. And we also have to remind ourselves, this is the first time that Perry has ever cut a heel interview on an international television station. So you do have to give him time. But honestly, I tell you, we're going to revisit this in a few weeks and go, oh my gosh, how did we not see it? I think this will be the making of Jack Perry. That's right, I said it on my show. Up. Which is when we did get our replacement for the evening, because instead of Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho, it was Ruby Soho versus someone. This was Alexa Nicole, who I do believe was a local talent, and of course she got squashed, but this was fine, because we did tie it into the overall narrative, because how did Ruby win? With the lockjaw. <laughs> That's Baker's move. The outcasts were here as well, and no, they never meant to make your daughter cry, and of course they got the spray paint and sprayed her afterwards, which is not a thing. When Ruby Soho got on the microphone, she cut a pretty good promo. Because she talked about how Adam Cole and Britt Baker used to be the power couple, but now they're weak. Which is why she's glad they don't have any children, because they'd be weak little bastards. I laughed because I'm a bad person. Ruby is also proud of the person she's become over the last year, whereas Britt Baker has regressed, which is why in the Owen Hart Cup tournament, she will beat her. So actually, given this another week to breathe has done the world of good, now it feels like we have some momentum. And now I start to think the outcasts are coming into their own as well. They're a pretty good group. Up. Very nicely, Dynamite then aired highlights of the Harley Cameron Anthony Bowen segment from Rampage when Bowen's told her, I'm gay, and everybody cheered, which may be the most important reaction of all time when it comes to wrestling. Well, we were indeed backstage with QTV. Essentially, they want to face the Hardys and Brothers A on Rampage, so they shall be doing that. And it ended with Harley Cameron doing the Isaiah Cassidy uh, orgasm noise. And whereas QT Martial and Johnny TV looked at her like, what the hell was that? Taz <laughs> just lost it on commentary. It really made me chuckle. I tell you, this Taz, he is so good at what he does. Which is when AEW went nuts. Because as Excalibur was running through everything we can look forward to 899 miles per hour, he just dropped in the in the tag team blind eliminated tournament it is going to be Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen taking on Keith Lee, wait for it, and Swerve Strickland. What? I did kind of feel a little bit disappointed here because I thought we were going to have these massive reveals throughout the show. I thought that would have been fun. And also, I've seen Darby and Orange team together, so that doesn't feel very blind. But also, putting Keith and Swerve together has just reminded me, oh yeah. We never got the singles match. And look, this will be super fun times 9,000 because everybody involved is good. But one, we could have teamed up Juice Robinson and Orange Cassidy and called them Orange Juice. So that's a disappointment. And given we now have three television programs throughout the week, I just thought we could have dedicated a little bit more time to this. Because it did make me a bit of a sad panda. I wanted to see Tony Schiavone with his tumbler and go, oh my gosh, you can't believe it. It's got to get it down. When we got to our main event, and I'm face palming again. <laughs> 
Because, <laughs> oh my gosh. Three was Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho taking on Sting and Darby Allen. And this poor Sting cannot catch a break this week. Because, yes, towards the end, we set up a ladder. Sammy Guevara's on two tables. Sting climbed the thing and he did the most ridiculous splash onto him. Only one of the tables broke, which meant Sting crashed into the other one. And, yes, he dislodged and maybe even lost a tooth. I mean, you don't want that at any age, especially 64. He also needed stitches in his lip, and everybody is going, oh, he shouldn't be doing this at his age. I'm like, would you shut the flub up? When I'm in my 60s, if I want to climb a ladder, and I want to jump onto a bunch of tables, that is what I'm allowed to do. I'm a damn human being. But who are you to tell me otherwise? My mum, she wouldn't care otherwise. She'd be like, yeah, jump, kill yourself, you asshole. I regret having you. That got dark. It also wasn't his fault, because it was one of these moments where the table went, ha, ha, I'm not going to break you, absolute goober. And one day, you will be 64, and you wouldn't appreciate it if somebody said this to you. We should be giving mad respect to Sting. How the hell is he doing it? This was also a tornado tag, so it was crazy. After Chris Jericho got Floyd the baseball bat and kind of twonked Sting a little bit, Sting got his baseball bat, and they had a Star Wars lightsaber fight. So you do have to put this into your head. On one hand, we have Chris Jericho, one of the best of all time. On the other hand, we have Sting, one of the best of all time. And they decided, why don't we get our batty wats and have a sword fight? So straight away, 7.25 stars. Guevara then introduced that damn ladder into proceedings. And this is when Jericho and Sammy took Darby Allen and they threw him onto Simba the Still Steps, where the momentum carried her on and he smashed into Barry Barricade. And this was essentially a decapitation. Bring it down, that is 81 assaults, which means we're 19 away from Barry's funeral. Sammy also hit this bonkers cutter onto Alan off of Bears, and he smashed him right into the floor. And yes, this is when we got the big sting spot. When Jericho and Darby Allen were going at it and they had skateboards, and ultimately, Darby just took such a beating. I was like, well, I guess at this stage, that's just what happened. Alan was still able to throw Jericho into a ladder, so then he was bleeding. If you went really quiet, somewhere you could hear John Moxley was really sad. Sting was then back in from the dead, but he went right into the walls of Jericho. So I was like, this poor guy. And just when it looked like he was going to tap out, he got the bat and doink, he smashed it right into the painmaker's head. This then got great because of this awesome reversal when Sting went for the Stinger splash, but Jericho reversed that into a code breaker for a one-two kick out. And when he went for the juice effect, Sting dodged that and he hit him with the scorpion death drop. Once again, I was like, these are not young pups. And that looks smoother than my ass. Huh? It also meant the Stinger could lock in the Scorpion Deathlock and get the tap out victory. And that was nigh on perfect because that's what you wanted to see here. I doubt we're going to get the one on one between Chris Jericho and Sting. But Jericho did the honours. You know the deal. Made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Fair play to them as well, because these are two guys that don't need to do anything like this, and yet they keep putting themselves out there. And Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen are just the ultimate risk-takers. I mean, who couldn't enjoy this? It was meant to be fun. There it is again. Up. Which did bring us to the end of AEW Dynamite. And I'll be the first to admit, coming off all the momentum of the Forbidden Door, this one did feel a little bit directionless, but I still had a good time giving it an up. Now, of course, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. There is ups and downs for Forbidden Door on the television right now, or the screen, the phone, whatever you're using, so do give it a click. My name is Simon Miller. Thank you very much for me, as always. You take care of yourself. If you are going to Money in the Bank in the UK or SmackDown, hopefully I'll see you there. All the best. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.